Welcome to Friends and Neighbors, a Wagner Brothers podcast in which we discuss depth and simplicity in an often shallow and complex world. I'm Benjamin Wagner, and today, historic restoration nears completion, or let the sun shine in. New York City is defined by its neighborhoods. Hell's Kitchen, Upper West, Upper East, each has its place, its people, its institutions and landmarks. When Maggie was a toddler, we used to walk around the Upper East Side singing, who are the people in your neighborhood, while introducing ourselves to everyone from the dry cleaner to the postman to the guy at the deli. Abby and I read the paper. We voted. We were part of something. In 25 years there, though, I never felt like I was part of a neighborhood. Once untethered from my apartment or work, I was just a ghost walking among strangers. I often felt like one of a faceless many who just lived there for a time, passing through. Moving to Wilmington, Delaware has been like waking from a long dream. It's only as I settle into the hiss of the wind through the trees, the flare of the sun rising over the senator's backyard, and the rhythm of joggers and dog walkers, it's only in noticing that I see what I was missing. Here I am beginning to feel like a thread in a broader civic fabric. Lawns and trees, shutters and hedges, stop signs and speeders, storms and floods, hopes and dreams. A few weeks ago, when the pavement still rippled with heat, I skateboarded a few blocks south to our local Episcopal church, Emmanuel Highlands, to meet its new clergy, Reverend Kurt Kennington. The 150-year-old church he'd come to inherit in the middle of COVID was in the midst of a massive restoration one endeavoring to remedy a grave architectural mistake or miscalculations a hundred years in the past. It wasn't just Reverend Kennington's church and parish that were at risk though, but also its historic stained glass, illustrated by local Delaware River Valley artist and Wyeth protege, Frank Schoonover. I lead communications for our community association, which affords me some leeway to pursue these neighborhood stories, as many as my time will allow really. I am party in new ways to the everyday heroism of a neighborhood. The clergy boosting attendance, the shop owner discounting merchandise, the coffee shop. One year in our new neighborhood and it's still a revelation, a shooting star across the back patio at precisely the moment when neither our nor the neighbor's motion detected floodlights are shining in our eyes. Such was my experience just a few weeks ago at Emanuel Highlands. And here from the pages of the Highlands Community Association website is my story, Local Restoration Nears Completion, or Let the Sun Shine In. Since summer, Emmanuel Highlands Episcopal Church's historic facade and breathtaking stained glass windows have been shrouded in scaffolding, tarp, and plywood as the parish completes a restoration project more than one century in the making. The church was established in 1884 by, among others, Bancroft Textile Mills President John Bancroft. That modest wooden church built within walking distance of the mill was consecrated on Advent Sunday, 1884, at the corner of Riverview and 17th Avenues. It was replaced in 1914 by the current stone structure. Today, the modified Gothic church is home to a three-manual 1994-pipe Austin organ, plus more than 20 historically and artistically significant stained-glass windows, including 17 by acclaimed local illustrator Frank Schoonover. For Reverend Kurt Kennington, who joined the parish during COVID lockdown, the church's historically and artistically significant sanctuary was part of its appeal. I stand here in the morning light and think to myself, this is miraculous. 
The beauty of the colors, the creatures of the sea, whales, giraffes, lightning, planets, they show a diversity of human life, people of every color. These windows contain so many images of who we are as people. The people who make up Emmanuel's parish have long been aware that their church is slowly crumbling. The primary culprit? Wissahickon Schist and some poorly rendered previous restorations. Wissahickon Schist is used primarily as a decorative rather than weight-bearing stone, though numerous area buildings, like those on the Bryn Mawr College campus, are made of the stuff. The rock tends to be rich in mica and thus strongly sheet-like and easily split. Ergo, soft rock and serious leaks. Those leaks put those miraculous windows, that priceless organ, and everything around them in grave risk, to say nothing of the parishioners. On Christmas Eve last year, torrential rains led to water flowing through one of Schoonover's windows, soaking interior rock walls and pooling at parishioners' feet. Parish site coordinator Beth Burnham knows only too well her feet got wet that night. Burnham, alongside Reverend Kennington, Project Treasurer Ken Germain, architects, historic restoration specialists, parishioners, supporters, are all in the final stretch of a restoration project dubbed Cornerstone 2 that began in 2019 when it became apparent that the stone was only part of the problem. Two years, many drone flights, and now hands-on inspection and restoration have surfaced additional challenges. It turns out that much of the flashing was improperly installed, Burnham explained. Roof ridges were poorly sealed and some of the original roof sheeting and guttering had rotted away. Zavorsky Masonry Restoration expects that work will be done by Thanksgiving. People have loved this parish church for over a century, Burnham said. Countless have been christened, wed, comforted, and laid to rest here. We hope that, come Thanksgiving, neighbors will join us to celebrate a dry and music-filled community church with the glorious window paintings reminding us all of our need for bread, beauty, and human love. I like it here. I like skateboarding to a church and talking music with its one-time rock star reverend. I like sharing the sidewalk with a scientist from DuPont, a cannabis entrepreneur, a record-holding college basketball coach, a ballet dancing oceanographer, and a museum director with an MFA in creative writing. I like the sound of the wind through the leaves and watching the moon track across the sky. Satellites. I like walking the girls to school and bumping into the guidance counselor on the way and then quietly stalking herons, osprey, and red-tailed hawks on my walk home along the Brandywine. When I was younger, most of my heroes wore capes. They were spectacular and got a lot of attention. This is, of course, the wisdom of Fred. Speaking, I think, to what my father calls doing the ordinary extraordinarily well. As I grew, Mr. Rogers said, my heroes changed so that now I can honestly say that anyone who does anything to help is a hero to me. Friends and Neighbors is a Wagner Brothers production. Download our podcast on Apple, stream it on Spotify, watch it on Facebook or YouTube, and subscribe to our newsletter at friendsandneighborshow.com. And if you're moved or inspired by what we're doing here, please, for heaven's sakes, rate, comment, and share Friends and Neighbors with your friends and neighbors. I'm Benjamin Wagner, and until next week, it's a good feeling to know we're lifelong friends.